have Pastor Timothy come up in just a moment and he'll be sharing more about a vision. Who was here last week? Is there a few people here? Gosh, he had some passion last week. Did anyone catch that? Woo! He just has this fire and this passion for Jesus. And I love to see it unravel. I love to see the words that God's putting on his heart for you guys. It's a real blessing. So we'll get you up, darling. <laughs> Thanks, Timothy. I'll get you to jump to your feet. I don't know about you guys, but this week I've just felt a, a battle raging within me. And I, um, uh, I often add things at the last second to what I'm going to speak about. And this morning I just wanted to be real with you guys, you know, because yesterday I was feeling like half of me just wanted to crawl away into a shell. That was half of me, if I'm honest. But then the other half of me just wants to get up and stand up and roar and take the city. Can you relate with what I'm talking about here? You know, often right before God's about to do something big, our faith gets tested. And I want to say that if that's you today, if you've come in and you really needed that prayer line, or if you've come in and wherever you're standing, you need that breakthrough, today's about breakthrough too. That's what it's about. And so first, let's just break through our comfort and let's just give God a big shout of praise if you're part of the church, you're familiar with this. We love to just praise God and we love to just give that last bit of our reluctance to Him and just shout out His name. So let's do it on the count of three. One, two, three. Jesus! Woo! Jesus, we love you. We love you, Lord. Jesus, forever Jesus, we love you. Father, we love you so much. God, everything for you, God. Lord, if there's any part of this church that isn't for you, Lord, just take it away, Lord. We don't want it. We don't want any part of this church that isn't you, Jesus. We want you front and center, front and center in this place, Father. Right now, front and center in our hearts, Father. Lord, may we, may we see your heart today. May we hear your heart today, Father. May we join with you. May we partner with you in the work you are doing in this place, Lord. It is palpable. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. It is palpable, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Thanks, church. Grab a seat. Imagine 2021, forever Jesus, everything for Him. Here we are. We made it. So good. We've been talking about it for a while. Here we are. Today's a day that I believe that an explosion of our faith is actually going to reach out not only locally, but globally, we are going to reach out with our faith and we are going to touch Egypt. We are going to touch Tonga. We are going to touch Australia. And we are going to touch Nara and MacArthur and Batemans Bay. <laughs> Come on. You know, the Holy Spirit's very big. Do you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't care about how far something is. Egypt, Australia doesn't matter to the Holy Spirit. It can reach across those things. Jesus was so confident in the work of the Holy Spirit that He said, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come and do the work. He wanted to stay. He loves us. He wanted to stay with us, but He had to go because the Holy Spirit is capable of doing all at once, reaching so many people. I love that. That's what we're all about. Today's a day that we are going to break through. We're going to break through fear. We're going to break through doubt. We are going to embrace certainty. A day we can look back on and be proud of. 
Today's a day we're going to get our eyes off our feet and up to heaven. You know, when you're, when you're living and you're just walking along and you're like, each step sometimes feels hard. And sometimes it's very easy to be, this is my circumstance. This is where I am right now. And today, imagine is all about looking up. It's all about big picture. It's all about, you know what? Sometimes when you think about walking, it's hard to walk. Sometimes when you're standing in front of a congregation preaching, you know, you don't know what to do with your hands. (laughs) To look up, to set your eyes on Jesus, to walk on water, to come above the fear of drowning in your circumstance. Big picture stuff. We are a part of what God is doing. It's not a question of if, it's a question, it's not even a question, it's a statement. We are a part of what God is doing. That's why we're here. We have the privilege of giving into the kingdom of God and what Jesus is doing in our lives, in our homes, our church, our community, our nation, our world. So here in the MacArthur, the primary focus of our giving is going to be towards mental health and our facilities, expanding our church either up to another level, putting a whole other level on this for children's and families ministry, knocking out this wall so that we can fit all of the extra people that God is stirring up to come and be a part of what is happening in here. And either, like I said, we're either going up or if that, if we knock on that door and it doesn't open, then we're going out or possibly we're doing both because I'm believing that not only are we going to put another floor on this, that next door eventually might move to a different location and we're going to take over that one by one. We're going to take over this place for Jesus, all for Jesus. Now, our offering today is going to send a message to all the babies, the children, the families in the MacArthur that they are welcome in this place. It's going to send a message. Let's bring the children to Jesus. Let's bring them in. Let's let them experience his love and his goodness. Let's let them build their homes upon an unshakable foundation of his truth. That's what I want to see in our homes here. That's what I want to see for the children. For those that have children, is that not what you want to see for your children? An unshakable foundation something that's strong on Jesus. I tell you this, you can't get that with just you. You can't. That requires Jesus to have an unshakable foundation in your home. Do you know the comfort of that for a child? child children, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going into this too much. I did put this here. It's so important for children. It's so important to set them up, giving them that foundation. We can impact the world for Jesus just by giving them that foundation. Come on. Come on. And for you that are sitting there thinking right now, for you that are feeling convicted in that and and are wondering, did I give them a strong enough foundation? You know, it's not too late. Jesus is a miracle worker. I'm I'm not saying that things won't be hard. All I'm saying, I can tell you this, that my parents fought so much. And I can tell you this, that I used to run to my room and I used to make a mess of my room because I hated to hear them fight. That I used to put the pillow over my ears. But they taught me that Jesus is an unshakable foundation. They taught me that although they were fallen people like the rest of us, and although they fought, they never gave up. They always came back to Jesus and they said, you know what? 
None of us have it right, but Jesus had it right. And they clung to that and they gave that to me. And I'm still standing on that foundation that they gave to me. I'm so thankful for that foundation. I want this place to be able to give that foundation to people. I want this place to be a place of resilience. And I know I see it in you, church. I see it in you and I'm calling it out in you. A place of resilience. We are unshakable in this place because of Jesus. We have value. We have something good. We have something true. Hold on to it. You cannot be shaken from that. Don't let the stealer, don't let the enemy, don't let the world distract you and steal it from you. Hold tight to the truth. Oh man, I'm getting stuck into it. (laughs) Yes, let's send a message to the spiritual world. City Church MacArthur, we are not slowing down. We are not stuck. We are not running away. We are advancing with everything we have got. We are advancing and with everything we've got, and that's a lot. (laughs) We have a lot to give here. We're claiming ground. We are establishing a legacy for Jesus that's going to echo through generations. Believe it. Now, before we give, we're going to be discussing the Bible passage that led um, City Church's senior pastors, Pastor Jason and Michelle, to bring forth this battle cry, everything for him. What a bold declaration. Makes me scared to say that sometimes, if I'm honest with you. Everything for him, you know. (laughs) If you can turn your devices, Mark 1241. (laughs) Stories, the widow's offering. Let's pray again. Lord, help us hear your heart for this, God. Lord, we know, Father, that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess who you are one day, God. But Lord, for us here today, we want today to be the day. (laughs) We don't want one day, God. We want right now, Father. And so we declare it. Lord, we bow before you, Father. We humble ourselves before you. Your word is better than our word, Father. You hold to your word, God. Let us hear you. Let us hear your will. Stir us up, God. Amen. Mark 12, 41, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. Because they all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, she put in everything. All she had to live on. So much in that. Point number one, Jesus sees you. Mark 12, 41, I'm going to read it again. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. If you really think about this line, does anyone find this intimidating? (laughs) Imagine if Jesus, as you came today, for a bit later you're going to come up here and we're we're going to give... Imagine if Jesus sat here and he watched you come and he watched you give. Would that, do you think that might affect you? 
I can tell you, you know, look, let me let me confess that I have to admit that if Jesus sat and he watched me walk by and give, I might give a few thousand dollars more. <laughs> you know, shirt off the back, keys to the car, keys to the house, and then just climb into his arms. All in, all in, everything. I can remember, it reminds me a little bit of... Uh, uh, a scene from a very old movie called The Cross and the Switchblade. Great movie. Great movie. What was that, 80s, 70s? Something, something. But anyway, like, there's a revival happening in that movie, in that story. True story. Similar to this place. And the gangsters are all being saved, and they have a great job for these gangsters. They give them the offering plates to take around and so the, the offering's never been higher. <laughs> when the gangsters go around and, and they, they, don't just, they don't just, you know, kind of, you know, look the other way, they, they shake it <laughs> several times in their faces, you know. Of course, the problem was they were stealing from the offering, but that's a whole, that's a whole other problem. Now, where am I up to? Now, I'm not saying this about Jesus sitting there watching. I'm not saying this to guilt you. Rather, I want to reiterate what Mark, what I believe Mark 12 is highlighting and what is fast becoming a personal mantra of mine. It's Jesus sees you. We cannot hide from Jesus. Garden of Eden taught us that, didn't it? Cannot hide from him in our homes and refuse to connect with other believers. We cannot hide in the back rows and refuse to listen to the Word. We can't even hide in our own excuses (laughs) and refuse to give Jesus our heart. We can't hide from Jesus. He sees you. Jesus is the light. Get lit. Legit. Right hook, got to get bit. Stop rationing and spark up the heart. Start passioning. Jesus sees us. Jesus sees us. And so we say, seize us, Jesus. Flip it. Search our hearts ever ever deeper, Jesus, we pray. Jesus sits you as you sit there right now, listening or not. He sees you as you serve or not. And he will see you as you come up to give or not. He sees us. I want to assure you of this though. I do want to assure you of this. I don't watch as you give. And as your pastor, I really want you to know that. I actually, I don't know who here tithes. Well, I know a little bit, but I don't know exact sums and I purposely don't know and I don't want to know. It actually greatly upsets me if anyone tries to let me know what they tithe. I don't want to know. That's part of me keeping my heart pure towards those things. And I say to you, I, I tell you, don't, don't give to please or appease me. Pastor Jason or any anyone here. Don't do it for that. You've heard the vision of the church around Imagine. You've heard Pastor Jason's heart. You've heard my heart. And now I want you to forget all that. And I want you just to focus in on Jesus. Jesus.
I had this thing on my heart and it was confirmed in the prayer meeting before the service as well. Tithing is personal. It's your personal relationship with Jesus. It is your personal conviction. But it is, is the, person, the person that it is the most personal to is Jesus, not you. It's actually more personal to Jesus. And I can tell you this about Jesus, that he is worthy. He is worthy of your finances. He is worthy of your praise. Jesus is worthy. And yes, he is watching. And yes, it is personal to him. How we tithe to him, what we offer to him, he takes that personally. Today's between you and Jesus. Jesus is watching. Jesus is paying attention. Jesus is eager to see what we're going to give. Eager, more eager than you, more eager than me. Jesus is eager to see MacArthur 1. And to spell it out today, we are literally giving into Jesus. We are giving into Jesus. Give into enthusiasm. Give into Jesus. And I want to surprise him. I really love this word surprise. And I mentioned it last week as well. I'm going to mention it again. I just want to, let's surprise ourselves. Let's surprise each other. Let's surprise Jesus. Awesome. Next point. Point two. Jesus frees you. Mark 12, 41 to, 20, um, to 42. 41 to 21. How's that work? <laughs> All right. Many rich people threw in large amounts. But a poor woman came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. To recap back from point one, Jesus is invested in his church. He takes our offerings personally. Now, Jesus doesn't care if you are rich or poor. He cares about you. Doesn't care if you're rich or poor. He cares about you. And, but he doesn't want you to be a slave to things. He doesn't want you to be a slave to money. And that's why amongst this story, although many rich people threw in large amounts, what stood out to Jesus was the poor widow who still gave, though she was poor. It says there were many rich, but there was only one poor widow. There was only one person in the crowd that stood out to Jesus, that excited Jesus. Now, on Judgment Day, each and every one of us, we're going to stand before God. But will we stand out? Yes, we're going to stand before Him. I don't want to just stand before Him. <laughs> I want to stand out. <laughs> I can tell you this right now, that when you get to that moment, hopefully that's a happy moment for you, I'm hoping. <laughs> but when you get to that moment, our earthly riches are not going to impress God. He's not going to look through an album of how big our car is and how big our house is and all of those things. And, mm, very good. You did very well for yourself. He's not going to be looking at those things. Uh we're not going to be able to bribe our way into heaven. Nope. Not going to be able to pay for our salvation. Someone tried in the Bible to pay for their salvation. It did not end up well for them, just saying. 
He's not going to audit your finances, but what he is going to do is what he likes to do. He's going he's to look straight into your heart. And that's, to be honest, that's the part that scares me a bit. <laughs> I believe I'm going to be happy to be there, but the looking into the heart, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, it's a bit dark in there, you know, <laughs> it's a bit murky. <laughs> I feel he knows me better than I know me. That scares me. He's going to look into my heart. What's he going to find there? What do you really think about Jesus? Do you, do you really care about his kingdom, really? Do you really care about the things he loves? Do you really care about his church? Only you can answer that. Our salvation, it's freely given, and by it we are free. <laughs> I love this word free, (laughs) free from slavery to money. And if you haven't noticed this yet, all the best things in life are free. You can't buy love either. (laughs) And yet when you've got love, to have good love, you you want for nothing (laughs) if you've got good love. (laughs) You can have a big house and a big car and when you've got no one to fill it because you've driven them away with bad love, And you'll give anything for that good stuff. That's the priceless stuff. Once you've got that, the money doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter. See, money is just, it's just paper. It's just a number. It's just paper that we use to control each other. You go here and I'll give you this paper. (laughs) It's ridiculous to God. It's like, what's this money thing? Those with a heart to share and they serve, they don't require money to tell them to do it. We followers, we are good for nothing. (laughs) There you go. You heard it here first. The one point that the world and I can agree on, that the church is good for nothing. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) We do good and we don't require payment. Are you with me now? (laughs) (laughs) We're good for nothing. This is, what, this is what scares the world about the church. We don't care about what they say about us. We don't care about the things that they're striving for. It's pointless to us. Jesus, true love. These are the substance of life. These are the priceless things worth having. And they don't cost a thing. And Jesus just wants to pour out the goodness. But we're, sometimes I feel like we busy ourselves. Even the church busies ourselves chasing paper. We're bigger than that. We are bigger than that. I can tell you this, church, let me just make this even more raw, even more real. We are bigger than some of the stuff that we've carried on with as well for the last few years. We are bigger. We're like spending our time distracted by the flies. You know, very Australian to do that. We are bigger than these things. Off the feet, up to heaven, back to Jesus. Back, get your focus back. Let's get our focus back today. I'm going to get you to turn to your neighbor and say, you're good for nothing. 
The only value that money holds for the believer is that we use it to sustain the body and to advance the kingdom. Whoa, is that the time? Yikes. Keep going, okay. I heard that, thank you. Here's a thought. Why was Jesus so invested in a temple that didn't even recognize him? There's a thought. Jesus doesn't want your money. And either do I. Jesus wants your faith. He wants your enthusiasm. He wants your prayer. And if all of those things, if you're getting so excited about Jesus that you're like, you know what? I've got all of this spare money because all of the things I'm provided for in all of the things that matter. And if your enthusiasm for Jesus says to you, from that outpouring, you're like, I want to give, great, then give. But if you're going to give, don't give your second best. If Jesus, we declare with our mouth that we serve Jesus, we are here for Jesus. He is priceless. He is precious to us. Don't give him your scraps. We love Jesus. He's front and center for us. If you're going to give, you don't have to give. You don't. But if you are going to give, give him your best. He's the best. Give him your best. Anything else, it's just an insult. It is our privilege to give to God. It is our privilege to serve God. After the account of the widow, as Jesus leaves the temples, one of the disciples remarks in Mark 13, 1, what magnificent buildings, they say to Jesus. And Jesus actually rebukes them. They're saying, isn't the church marvelous? Isn't the church beautiful? And Jesus rebukes them. He says, not one stone here will be left on one another. Everyone will be thrown down. In other words, don't, just, don't get distracted by things. Don't get distracted. There's more important things going on. I can tell you this, that one day, your homes, one day your things, one day this church, it's not going to be here one day. But the things that we as a team in our unity, the things we are striving for, the things we are building in the Spirit, those things are eternal. Those things are going to survive. The Spirit won't pass away. The Spirit is eternal. We are building something worth having here. That's what we want to invest in. And again, I say that we are led by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Led by the Spirit. That's what being led by the Spirit looks like. That's what you're feeling. That's the call. It's a call to action. Now, part three, and I'm going to go fast because I see that my time's moving fast. Part three is you be Jesus. Mark 12, 43, calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all of the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything, all she had to live on. I don't know about you, but if I see five cents on the ground, I don't even bend to pick it up. I don't know what age that was that that started though, because as a kid, you know, five cents on the ground, you're like, yes, red skin, straight to the shops to spend it. <laughs> now I don't even bother picking it up. Similarly, a mite, that's the coin, that two coins that the woman threw into the offering, they were called mites. It was the smallest coin in the Roman economy. This woman gave two mites. Who's good at mass? That's 10 cents. She gave 10 cents. 
Forget 50 cent, 10 cents the OG. Here we are 2,000 years later and we're still undone. We're still shaken to the core over 10 cent, over this widow's 10 cent. I find that amazing. Why? Because we've got the good sense to avoid being the hypocrites that Jesus so vehemently despised, despised hypocrisy. There's deadness in hypocrisy, deadness in religion. By earthly standards, this this nameless widow was a nobody nothing. She may have had only two mites. Remember, shepherd boy David had five stones. (laughs) Heavens to Betsy. There you go, I love that. She used those mites mightily. (laughs) And when she slung... Those mites into the offering, I believe that those mites did smite two giants, greed and poverty. Twins, hand in hand, greed and poverty. One person's greed is another person's poverty. Twin giants, two coins, twin giants. Her testimony echoes through history. I believe it rebukes anyone that's lukewarm. So moved was Jesus by this widow and the quality of his heart. Jesus got excited. Jesus called over his disciples. Hey, guys, hey, fellas, come over here. Come see what my daughter just done. And to us disciples, we're gathered around Jesus here today. We are paying attention to this. The where the rich gave from their excess, this widow like, this widow, I want to highlight here, an older woman, No means of providing for herself in a patriarchal society. She nevertheless, she gave from her poverty, gave everything to him, all in, all her hope, all her faith in Jesus, married herself to Jesus. That's the church. So don't pity this poor, frail, tragic woman. Pity the fool who enslaved to their finances will stand before God, nevertheless, empty-handed. Stand before God, empty-handed. Terrible. This woman's no victim. She gave Jesus everything and she is mighty indeed. Mightier than I. I want to say that too. I can't live up to this example. This example is, it's reflective of Jesus himself sacrificing everything for us. I can't live up to that. She is mightier than I, but it inspires me. Gosh, it inspires me. Jesus gave everything for you and for me. Do you know what? The Bible now says we're his treasure. (laughs) He gave everything so that you and I can become his treasure. He's banked us up in heaven. (laughs) I love that image. He banked us. We're his treasure. And when we, when we give sacrificially, and I'm hoping that that's, that's the heart behind everything for him, that we give sacrificially today. And when we give sacrificially, we actually reflect Jesus too. You know, you might not be at the level of all in yet. And as I've mentioned, I've humbled myself to admit, I'm not at that level yet. Hope one day I can be. I'm not there yet. But when we give sacrificially, nonetheless, that's divine. It's reflective of Jesus. Now I've got good news for all the poor people in the church today. You don't need to be the richest person here today to give the most. Isn't that good news? Good news for the poor people. 
Pastor Sri mentioned that we're aiming to lead the way in stretching ourselves further than ever before this Imagine. We're going to stretch ourselves. And if I can ask one favour from you, it is this, that you continue to spur us and continue to spur one another on in our faith. I love the feeling and the atmosphere that's in this house today. Let's keep stirring it up. It doesn't matter how much you give today. It's all for Jesus. But let's, it does matter that we keep stirring each other up for faith, for enthusiasm, that we break through. I want to be like the widow. I want to make all my dollars mighty, everything for Him. Such a dangerous declaration. And I love being part of a church that dares to imagine, dares to imagine. I'm just going to put this away. I'm just going to tell you one last thing. This is going to be really random compared to what I've spoke about so far. As I was writing that sermon and as I woke up this morning, I couldn't sleep last night because I was so excited. (laughs) And I just, I kept having this word that was pressed upon me that this place here today is like a volcano. (laughs) 6 a.m., there I was. What do you mean, God? (laughs) What do you mean? There's no volcanoes in MacArthur, is there, God? God said, this place, the faith in this place is like a volcano. And I believe that we've been getting stuck in our thoughts. We've been getting stuck in our rationalizing. And I believe that God wants to, the pressure that He's been building up in your life, it wants to blow the top off to get past all that. And the hard things that are inside you that you've been wrestling with and striving and trying to sort out yourself, I believe that when you just let out that faith, that God's going to let the faith push all that out. I don't believe you can work that stuff out yourself. You never will. But faith can work that out. Faith can work it out. I reckon you've lost a bit of it. Just seeing you now. Don't cast your face down. Faith can do it. You've got to believe that. Don't give up your belief. It's, your belief is priceless. It's worth more than what you're going to be putting here. Don't give up your belief. Your faith can break through. Your faith can break through. As I, as I was talking to God about this volcano business, I, I did some more research and I found out that as a volcano lets that eruption happen, and I'll get you to stand to your feet. We're about to give. We're about to form a conga line to come and give. And I found out this about volcanoes, that when they erupt, they grow. And today we're trying to expand this place. We're trying to grow this place. And so I'm going to need to see from you an eruption of your faith here today. And I found this out too, that when a volcano erupts, that the soil around it is the richest soil. It is mineral rich. Diamonds, gold, precious things are formed around this eruption. City Church MacArthur, can that be us today? Can we let faith break through? One last push. Can we let faith break through? All right, let's form a line. We're going to give. Oh, yeah. All right, follow Pastor Shree. Follow that tree. Form a line, one large line.